Welcome to the Tear Talk Podcast with author, coach, and speaker, Mashani Allen. Known as the Golden Scribe, Mashani has over two decades of writing experience, and her passion for the craft has given her the opportunity to impart wisdom, affirmation, hope, and confidence into many. Let's listen now as Mashani delves deep into the Tear Talk journey and takes us on a discovery of the power of the pen. Welcome, 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 welcome. So glad to have you join me in the Tear Talk journey on today. I'm going to be sharing about a pivotal moment that happened in my life. And I want to start this broadcast by reading a very familiar passage, but I think it speaks volumes, especially to where we are in the earth today. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it starts off saying, To everything there is a season, and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. So I was one who went through a lot of those times. (laughs) And still going through a lot of those times. But in order for me to be able to talk about this pivotal moment, I do have to give some background knowledge and information. Um, I've been a member of different ministries, communities, churches in my life. I was born and raised in Florida. Then I moved to Chicago, lived there for eight years, and then moved to California. Now, the interesting thing about my journey is my move to Chicago was definitely a God thing. It was a pivotal moment in my life. I'm going to share a couple of them in this podcast. That was probably one of the first pivotal moments in my life when it came to my spiritual journey and my walk with Christ. Now, I have 25 first cousins, and one of them called me out the blue one day, and she's not one that I had a really close relationship with, but she called me out the blue and she said that her job was moving her to Chicago, and she wanted to know if I would wanted to come and visit 
And I said, single, not married, no kids. Why not just move? And bought a one-way ticket, packed three duffel bags, and moved to Chicago. That was one of the first pivotal moments in my life because it put me on a journey to come to know Christ, God, for myself. I was born and raised in the church, but it was time for me to know him for myself, where he's no longer my mama God and he's no longer my daddy God, but he became my God. And by taking that journey, that's when I discovered (laughs) that I had a calling on my life, that there was something more for me to do in the earth. And interestingly enough, I grew up where women didn't minister, women didn't speak. If they did, they spoke at the bottom of the platform. They were never allowed in the pulpit. So I never had any desires or dreams about being in ministry because it was never modeled as something that I could do, even though legacy-wise, it is the women in my family that have been strong in ministry, but it went silent for a few generations. So I was the one who picked up that mantle again. So that was one of the first pivotal moments in my life. And had I not had that moment, I doubt this podcast would even be happening right now. Another pivotal moment for me was my transition from Chicago to California. I'm a dreamer and I've had seasons of intense dreams and I would dream a lot about doing ministry for a particular group of people in California. And I was having those dreams for a couple of years and The last dream I had that was very powerful, the ministry that I was a part of at the time, in the dream, the leader said that it was time for me to be near the Pacific Ocean. And me, I woke up like, I think that's California. (laughs) So I pulled up Google and... (laughs) Looked at the map and sure enough, there was California and the Pacific Ocean. And there were other factors. That's not the only one, believe you me. There were a lot of things confirming that it was for me to move to California. And again, I bought a one-way ticket. (laughs) These leaps of faith bought a one-way ticket and moved to California. Someone, one of my close friends drove my car from Chicago to California and it was just a car full of books, journals, and clothes. (laughs) My sacred things. (laughs) And now I've been in California now for nine years. And one thing that I will say is that being born and raised in the church and Choosing Christ, coming out of college, and choosing to live a life that's pleasing to him has definitely had its rewards, but it has also come with a lot of pain. And I've definitely had my challenges when it comes to being rejected by leaders 
by those in the faith that I've admired, by those in the faith that I've highly respected, and them not understanding, seeing, or acknowledging me as a person or the gift that I have to offer. And I've been able to push through and heal and push through and heal and push through and heal and realize at the end of the day, I do what I do to please God. One of the scriptures that has been a staple in my life is found in 1 Samuel, the 15th chapter. And it's when Samuel had told Saul and given him some instructions about the, it was a word from the Lord on what he was supposed to do and he was supposed to kill everything and everybody. But he ended up keeping the good things. And when Samuel came back, Saul was offering a sacrifice and he thought he was doing a good thing when he wasn't. So when Samuel asked Saul, why didn't he fully obey the instructions that he was given? Saul's response was this, because I feared the people and listened to their voices. And that verse is a anchor in my life. And it taught me early in my Christian walk that I can't fear the people more than I fear God. Because what we have to understand is that Saul was the king. So therefore, no one's voice was louder than his, but God's. But he chose to fear men over God. So I've lived my life trying to make sure I pattern myself to fear God more than I fear men. And that has caused me to stand out, stick out, be misunderstood, (laughs) be mislabeled, be rejected, be all of those things that you can think of. And that has brought a lot of grief and a lot of pain. And I've had levels of healing from it all, but there's still levels of healing to go. And I ended up speaking at a conference here in California, and there was a guest who was from out of state who was speaking as well. And this is someone that I knew and they knew me, but we never really connected per se. And at this particular conference, it was, it was a powerful, powerful move of God. And I hadn't planned on the team that I came with. We hadn't planned on staying for the Sunday service. We were going to leave that Saturday night. And then we were going to drive back to our area to go to our church that Sunday. But then it was like, you know what? The conference has been so good. Let's stay. So we ended up staying and got to service that Sunday. We've been guests in this particular church for some years now. So they're very familiar with us. So 
sitting on the front row, not having any idea of what the service would look like. And the speaker turns his attention to me, which is not always a comfortable thing because you never, <laughs> you never know what will come of it. And he began to express a repentance for how he has treated me over the years. And he began to share how the Lord had dealt with him and how he treated me because I had never done anything to him. It was his insecurities that caused him to have an offense against me. And I was speechless. I was outdone. I was in shock because all of this is happening in front of everyone. And I have never <laughs> experienced anything like that in my life. And he then began to repent for himself. And he also repented on behalf of other leaders who were not able to repent. And I just broke in tears and just cried. That was a pivotal moment for me. Forgiveness and repentance are pivotal moments. A lot of times those are two words that we can throw out loosely and not understand the weight of those words and the weight of a moment when that happens genuinely. And I was pretty much a wreck <laughs> for the rest of the week because of the weight of what that moment did for me. It removed years of pain. It removed years of frustration. It removed years of disappointment. It removed years of anguish. It removed years of rejection. It removed years of hurt. And what ended up happening as a result, so that was on a Sunday, on that Wednesday morning, I woke up and I heard the words, tear talk. And I thought it was cute. So I sent it to myself in a text because I always text myself. That way I can record and have record with date and timestamps. So then later in the day, I started thinking about tear talk, tear talk, tear talk. And I began to think about how much I journal and how I have done seminars and webinars on journaling and people finding the power of the pen 
and speaking at conferences about journaling and activating scribes. And I remembered how I would have people tell me that they wanted to write. They just didn't know how to start. So that's when the Tear Talk book was birthed of me literally writing 90 writing prompts to help people get on their path of healing through journaling. And I believe that Tear Talk was unlocked and able to come forth because of the pivotal moment of healing that I received. Now, some of you may be wondering, Mashani, why are you sharing this with us? I believe that for many of us, there are gifts, graces, and abilities, ideas, and strategies that are on the inside of us, but many times they have to be unlocked by a pivotal moment. Now, for me, the unlocking came as a result of someone else doing and choosing to ask for forgiveness. But sometimes we can be the key that can unlock the gift when we step into a situation, choose to make a phone call, choose to make a decision to forgive, to repent, and to release. I want to share with you the poem that I ended up writing on the inside of the Tear Talk book. Because this book was literally written in three days and it was printed and in my hand within a matter of three weeks. That's how quickly this was birthed because of that pivotal moment of a request to forgive. And I also believe that Tear Talk is a tool that can be used to help others have a pivotal moment as well. I say that because my pen many times has been used to be the vehicle and the vessel to help me release the pain, to help me release the anger, to help me release the hurt, to help me release the disappointment, to help me release the confusion, to help me release the resentment. My pen has been the vehicle that has been used as a form of release for me. And for some of you, I believe the pen is the same for you. My quote for Tear Talk is, Tears are the ink of an unspoken story. And I believe that when you allow the tears to flow, whether that's through your eyes or through your pen, many things can be unlocked and many things can be released. So I want to share with you the Tear Talk poem. I've been confined. I've been held back. When my mission is to leak and flow while you think, write, and speak. I've been avoided. I've been denied. 
I've wanted to run, but instead I was forced to go and hide. I've been misunderstood. I've been made to bring shame when my role is to help heal the soul and release the blame. Please let me flow. It will help you heal and grow. Please let me release. It will bring so much joy and peace. Please let me go. It will help the true you shine and glow. I pray that you're encouraged. I pray that you're inspired. And I pray that you are free enough to allow your tears to flow and allow your tears to speak. Be blessed with this podcast. And I hope that the next time that you see that a new episode is released, that you choose to press play. Thank you for joining the Tear Talk podcast. You can purchase today's featured t-shirt and learn more about Mashani by visiting MashaniAllen.com. Also, check out her exclusive line of custom journals at bit.ly forward slash the golden scribe.